Life's too short. Life's too damn short. So, eat everything. Try anything. Exercise. Experience all that life has to offer. Here's exercise physiologist, medical journalist, and healthy talk host, Melanie Cole, MS. Well, as a parent, you know that you're worried about things. You're stressed out. There's busy times and kids and things always going on. But when our anxiety starts to affect our children, they pick up on this even when they're little. And we're going to talk today about how, as parents, we can try not to kind of put that anxiety on our children. My guest is Dr. Mark Menelacino. He's a medical director of the Menno Clinic for Functional Medicine in Jackson Hole, Wyoming. Dr. Menelacino, welcome to the show. So let's start with anxiety that parents feel, because they often tell us, like if you're worried about your own weight in front of your daughters, don't say, oh, I'm so fat because the daughters will pick up on that and they could develop self-esteem issues or weight issues that you're not supposed to talk to your kids about mortgage and money troubles because then they will only worry. What are we doing to our kids as parents and how do we stop it? Well, thank you so kindly for having me to join you today. And I absolutely feel you're right. It's tough to be a child today. And it might even be tougher to be a parent of a child today. But just remember, they model our behavior. So they see how we deal with our problems, how we cope with stress, and they model that behavior. And the way that we handle ourselves and our problems and then handle them with our children is really going to be the way that they'll develop those behavioral patterns. And it's hard to be a child and hard to be a parent and try to see these signs and symptoms of anxiety in your children because they can show up as physical symptoms, sleep symptoms, stomach aches, changes in school, changes in friendship behavior. So it's a real subtle change that you might not be tuned into, but just know that your behavior is modeled by your children. Well, it certainly is. And and we've learned even that a teenage brain is so subject to this kinds of anxiety and electrical impulses that when you're teaching your teen to drive, Dr. Mark, you're not supposed to like yell at them because they can't handle that while they're learning to drive, even though as a parent, you could be <laughs> blowing up inside because it's so scary. So we have to learn first, as you say, to role model. So let's talk first about what this negative toxicity you just mentioned, some of the symptoms that it can, you know, manifest itself in our children. So let's talk first about what the parents can do. What can we do? To not, I mean, it's hard to keep all that anxiety inside around your kids. It really is. And, and the first recommendation I'd make is to, to look at your lifestyle and pump the brakes. We are all so overscheduled and running from here to there. We tend to overschedule our kids and all of their activities. And the first thing I would do is sit down as a family. What's one thing that we can take off the table to take the stress off us? The other thing I would recommend is in that downtime, make it family time. Eat meals together. Do something as a fun activity together. Really let your children see how you have fun and joy in your life and demand that more downtime and just make an effort not to overschedule all the family activities. Well, that's a great tip. And as so many people are overscheduled today, both adults and children with the sporting activities and homework and all of these things, a lot of kids are overscheduled. So that's a great bit of advice is to kind of make sure that there is downtime and that you spend it as a family, How? what would a parent notice in their kids To if, if maybe they fight with their spouse or maybe they're sitting there pouring over their bills every night? How do we know that's affecting our kids? 
Well, I uh, that's a great question. And when I did a master's degree, I did clinical trials in anxiety medicines for children. And, and, and I really walked away that there were better options than some of the medications that we're using. But a lot of the presentations for children were very subtle, as I mentioned. They were physical symptoms such as headaches and digestive problems, uh, dizziness, palpitations of the racing of the heart rate. They would start having trouble concentrating or having trouble with their schoolwork. Or you could see that agitation or depression or they'd become more isolated from the family or from friends. Changes in eating habits, changes in sleep patterns. These are all subtle clues that there's something going on. And as a parent, look for them in yourself as well when you start to see these things or you see them in your partner. But really look for them in your child because they may be too young to express what they're feeling, but their physical body will show the manifestations of it. Even if we can remain calm. If we, you know, maybe live a healthy lifestyle, we exercise, we try and do these things to help us reduce our own anxiety. Sometimes kids can pick up on the tension, even if it's not outward. So we have to try not to do that, obviously. But when kids do pick up on that, what are we supposed to do about that? And you you mentioned about medication, but that's certainly not the first choice for anybody. So what do we do with our kids to get it so they don't pick up on that tension? They're pretty, you know, they're pretty good about that stuff. Well, as as Hippocrates taught us 2,000 years ago, food is medicine and your kitchen is your pharmacy. So first of all, look at what your children are eating. Sneak in those snacks that have the extra magnesium, potassium, like bananas, avocados. Look for things like celeries and carrots and add a nut butter to them so they get that stress-reducing crunch to them. Think about a treat of dark chocolate in small portions that help release the serotonin. Then really look at when you need something medicine-wise, either over-the-counter or something for this stress agitation. I became the medical advisor for Genexa, which is the first pharmaceutical company that has all organic non-GMO products, the only one. And they have a whole line of products, including Calm Keeper and Stress Relief, that are safe chewables for over three years old, but they're free of the parabens, the dyes, the phthalates, the, pre- the preservatives, the food dyes. We know that yellow dye number four is actually an anxiety-inducing dye. So when you do look for something to help calm or when you look for the over-the-counter medicines, turn to someone like Genexa who's made these super clean, certified, organic, non-GMO products. And I'd encourage everyone to look in their medicine cabinet. And turn over the bottles and look at the inactive ingredients for these things you can't pronounce and for these dyes. And just really think twice before you're going to use something like that for your children, for yourself, or for your spouse. So now on to some of the things that contribute to some of this stress and toxic stress, Dr. Mark. You know, our electronics. First of all, all the news that's every single day is stressful, especially for adults right now. You know, maybe kids do or don't know what's going on and they're like, you know, but maybe they hear from the TV, but everybody's on their phones all the time and their computers all the time. Where do those fit into this picture of adding stress to our lives as opposed to making things easier for us? Well, I don't think we really know the dangers of EMF and and with all the Wi-Fi, but there may be something to the concerns there. What I do know is that when you wake up and the first thing you do is look at your your uh, social media or on your iPhone uh, uh, or turn on the TV for the Fox News, that's just not a good way to treat your nervous system. And if you're doing it and your child is subjected to that as well, you're just super stimulating 
the sensory system of yourself and your child. What I like to encourage people to do is wake up and think about a thought of an event the day before that was positive and be thankful for it and teach your children these type of behaviors that you don't wake up and go right to the TV, turn on the news, look at your phone. You reflect a little bit on what was your day like yesterday? What's your day like ahead? What's going to be the enjoyable moments of the day that you're looking forward to? What happened in the day before that you're very thankful for? And and these are things you can talk with with your children and develop these habits for yourselves again so they start to model this type of behavior. What about rec- relaxation? What do you recommend when people say, what's your favorite thing? Is it yoga, meditation, taking a nap, a glass of wine, all of the above, done at the same time? Well, you know, what do you recommend? Well, they're all good. I live in Jackson Hole where we have cowboys, and the idea of a cowboy doing yoga probably isn't going to happen. So what I do for all of my clients is I ask them to sit in their chair, put their right hand on their belly, and take a big breath, and typically the shoulders raise. Then I teach them, now take a big breath and try to push your belly out with your hand. Do that three times, and I'm going to count five seconds in, five seconds out. We do that for three breaths. I tell them to open their eyes, and I say, guess what? You just meditated. So one thing I encourage families to do is at the dinner table, everyone do three big belly breaths. Whether you say a prayer of thanks is your own belief system, but do a big belly breath to balance that parasympathetic nervous system. Get the digestion ready. Get a few moments to relax, and just a simple act of deep breathing gives you that benefit of what meditation and yoga will do. But everyone should add something that they enjoy that turns on that parasympathetic or the relaxation nervous system to help balance all of the stimulation we have. It's true. It's great advice. In my house, we like music, and we keep on you know, the satellite music all day long. And when we're feeling stressed, we put on like a station like The Bridge that plays a lot of Paul Simon and, you know, all that kind of music. Right. And sometimes if, if a good song comes on, we all sort of stop. And I'll say, oh, my gosh, Cece, I love this song. And we'll just stop and listen. And that seems also to calm it down. And then there's writing in journals or, you know, all of these. There's even now adult coloring books that can help. I love them. Yeah, yeah, it's not my thing. I'm a terrible colorer. I can't stay in the lines. But, I mean, then it's even more frustrating and adds stress to the whole situation. But exercise. I'm an exercise physiologist, Dr. Mark. I mean, of course, that's going to be my go-to. But don't always have time for it. So give us some more that you like us to do. Well, exercise is a double-edged sword. There can be too little and too much. One easy way to incorporate in your life is when you go to the store, park at the end of the parking lot. When you go to the grocery store, do two or three laps around the outside of the store before you get your shopping cart. Take the stairs. Again, there's little things you can do just to get a little bit extra motion. It's really the movement of the body over time, but exercise has so many positive effects. It's been actually proven that 20 minutes of aerobic exercise three times a week beat out an antidepressant for anxiety. So we know the health benefits of of exercise for the serotonin system. And then again, finding things that you like to do. In our office, when things get really stressful, we have a dance party. We turn on the music and everybody just shakes it for a little bit just to kind of de-stress and get the body moving. I'm actually talking to you on the phone right now at my stand-up desk. So, um, you know, it's, it's really finding the easy little ways to incorporate that movement in your day. And again, the power of exercise, as you well know, has beat out medication in multiple trials. So it's it's a, it's got a, it's something we have to add in. Just be careful not to overdo it. It's true. And it does have so many profound effects. 
on both our psychological and physiological body. It really is amazing. So that's a great recommendation. Wrap it up for us, Dr. Mark, with what we are doing to our children, whether it's our teenagers and they're sensing our financial stress or our worry for them about getting into a good college or getting their homework done, and even our little guys, as they can, you know, kind of feel the tension in the air and then it might affect their sleep or their schoolwork or any of these things. Give us your best advice. Wrap it up in what you want us to know about that, the fact that we're transferring that anxiety to our children. Well, first, look within. What are the things in your lifestyle that you are doing that help you to balance your own stresses? How are you making these decisions? And try to do a better job for yourself because our kids will see that behavior. Then look, particularly the younger the child, the less able to express they are. Look for these physical symptoms, these these memory difficulty concentrating, emotional symptoms, behavioral sleep habits, etc. Look for these in your child because sometimes they can't tell you how they feel or express those feelings. Get some downtime. Then really look at the food that you're eating. Take a look at your medicine cabinet. When you're using things for stress relief or for over-the-counter, pick a company like Genexa. Use organic, non-GMO medications. Try to eat clean, drink clean water. And then, as you mentioned, get out and move every day. Find some way to get that joy in your life. Find a way to get some of that relaxation, get some of that movement. And your children are reflections of ourselves. And what we do, they will see. Certainly great information and what toxic stress does to a child's brain and body is quite remarkable. So as parents, we have got to practice what we would like our children to be, you know, picking up from us. And we have to be good role models and we have to make time for exercise and eat healthy and be a family and have that downtime, meditate, yoga, music, whatever it is that works for you. That's what we have to do as parents because the kids are picking up on it. And everybody's got stress. You just don't want it to sort of roll over to your kids and have them turn into a ball of stress in their 20s because it can happen very, very quickly. So thank you so much, Dr. Mark, for being with us today. You're listening to Life's Too Short right here on Radio MD. And, you know, <laughs> kind of short myself, but we know that everything goes by in the blink of an eye. So listen to these shows, learn from them. We have the experts on. Share them with your friends because it's really great information. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening and stay well.